it's another episode of Sports Yak Podcast. Who types this stuff? Just run it, hit play, hear it, get it done with. I'm Jim Shorts. I'm an icon. The class of 2019 Indiana Sports Writer and Sportscasters Hall of Famer Chuck Freebie. And the other butt monkey. Who cares? Hit the subscribe button. I'd hate to miss a second of this junk. Sports Yak, the podcast. Now that's good. Now turn it off. Well, oh, jeez. What? There's gunfire. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Man, let's uh, try that again. We're dodging booby traps and just explosives everywhere. All right. Welcome back, film fans, to another episode of Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me to the left, dodging and ducking, Drew Douglas. Did you get hit? No. Luckily, I did not. I noticed you're wearing a headband. I have a headband on. I am trying to pump so much that my muscles will look like Rambo's did in Rambo First Blood Part 2. Stallone, which bod is best? Rambo 2 or Rambo 3? Oh, it's got to be Rambo 3, right? Yeah, he looks the best in 3. And it's not up to like Rocky 3 standards. I was going to say, what was the body fat percentage that he had in Rocky 3? Like 3%. It was, now, I remember when we did our Rocky podcast episode, we talked about all the Rockies and that was brought up. And I don't think he was eating anything at that time. What do you think he's at right now? 73 years old. 73 years old. 73%. <laughs> no, there's... Uh, I, I can't tell what his body looks like because he still looks big in this, but then we had that interview the other day and he looked like an old man. I don't know. I really don't. I mean, he's... For his age, he's in shape like crazy. Like, I could not imagine... I'm not seeing any other 73-year-old person looking like that. No, because like Schwarzenegger, how old is he? Because he looks like a human dumpling. He looks like he's, I think he's around the same age. He looks, I believe he does, so. I don't think he looks good. It's like you get, when you're young and you're that big, it doesn't translate well when you get older because you just look like fudge. Well, and that's the thing. I know both of the guys have made it their life mission more or less. It's to, my life mission too. Ooh, I mean, I'm definitely feeling that. Let's see here. I got Schwarzenegger. He's 72, so they're basically neck and neck. I mean, Stallone, I think Stallone looks better. Yeah. I always thought Arnold was kind of creepy, but then you go back. I had rewatched Terminator recently, and he, man, his bod in that movie is incredible. He's, I mean, he's good. He's just like a mound of muscle. But he's just big. He he looks like. Oh, he's a juicer. Well, that, I mean, he just has, it's like an inflatable. That's what he looks like, which, I mean, is amazing. It's better than I'll ever do. But what do you think, though? Because in, in the first Rambo, John Rambo looks very skinny. I wouldn't say yeah, he frail, looks, but... He, well, he's muscular, but it looks natural. Yeah. And he does this thing where he looks like he's literally sucking his stomach in. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. He like doesn't have abs necessarily. He looks like he's just sucking in his gut. <laughs> yeah, and then in two and three, but that's like with Rocky, too. His body is... He's bulky, in Rocky, mm-hmm. um, but he's not like cut. 
especially not like he is in three and four. It's like he is this walking poster and he's he's who animation. I look up to every time I pump. It's body goals. Well, we are basically four minutes into this Why podcast. Why don't we just keep talking about that? <laughs> we keep talking about the body of Sylvester Stallone. I got no shame admitting that I think he is a stud. If you can't guess already, we're going to be covering Rambo, mm. Last Blood. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. If you have not listened to an episode of Quality Check Podcast before, what are you doing? We apologize for our behavior. But also welcome. We are covering Rambo, and we'll also discuss a brief history of the Rambo franchise before we get into this new film. We'll also get into the Rotten Tomatoes game in which Drew and I predicted the score for Last Blood. Gotta say, we really stepped on a landmine there. My foot was blown off. <laughs> and, then, and I got decapitated. Well, at least you walked away, unlike a lot of the people from... Those who actually, everyone who Stallone went after in Last Blood. And lastly, for this episode, we will cover the box office prediction results, which once again, we got obliterated. We had a crisp $50 bill on the line. We'll tell you who walks away with that $50 in a moment. First, let's talk about our relationship with a Rambo franchise. And heads up, if you have not watched any Rambo film. There are potential spoilers here for all of the films, but we just want to talk about this before getting into Last Blood. So Drew, you actually have the box set for Rambo, one through four. We both like Sly and the Rocky franchise. How do you feel about the Rambo franchise overall? I like it. It is not as good as Rocky for me, but it is up there. There's a Rocky has a good emotional level that I don't think the Rambo movies have. Sure. Other than the first one, which you really feel sorry for John Rambo. The rest of those movies delve into just nothing but violence, basically. And they become very cartoonish later on. Yeah, it's him fighting an army of thousands <laughs> rather than the Rocky story, which is a very human story. And it has a lot of these emotional avenues. I find it interesting because both of the R's, Rocky and Rambo, they are... More or less underdogs, more so Rocky. They are characters who are fighting a past and kind of coping with some issues. I have to say, I saw First Blood multiple times whenever I was younger. I've only seen pieces of First Blood Part Two, the second movie, and then Rambo Three. I realized during my rewatch, I've never seen it all the way through. That's really so. You rewatched all four over the weekend. Yes, I did this giant rewatch, starting with First Blood, plowed my way through it, and I led up right to First Blood or Last Blood, rather. And I have to say, I have a lot of feelings because I really think that the franchise it really started off strong. And whenever we get into the history of Rambo, I found out some very surprising things after watching all of these. And First Blood, I love. I have to say it goes in my top 100 films of all time, I feel. I don't know where it ranks. I need to go through and, and rank those. But I really like the Rambo franchise, and it's good, but I agree it's just not quite as good as the Rocky franchise. Did you ever watch the animated series from 1986? Never. 61 episodes. <gasps> what? Did Sly no. voice them? No, Sly. 
Wow. No, I never I got to get my it. hands on that. I want to say it's on Stars. Yeah. Hmm. All the episodes. I wonder why Stars. And they just probably just own the rights to it. Oh. That sounds like a winner of a show, though. Have you seen any of those episodes? I never have seen a frame. I would buy that basically blind buy. I remember most about Rambo. My uncle had an NES, and whenever I went over to his house, my aunt uncle's house, he would have that, and I always wanted to play it, but there was something wrong with the cartridge every single time I tried to pop it in and play. And I don't understand to this day what happened. I think it was just sabotage, so I couldn't play the game. And that's actually my first introduction to Rambo. And it was the like the cover of Rambo 3 with him shirtless and he's just holding that M60. And he's just mowing down a lot of <laughs> bad guys. He does a lot of mowing down of bad guys in the course of five movies. I have to say, Rambo 4, or just named Rambo, that's whenever he was bringing back Rocky and Rambo. I had a lot of fun with Rambo. And... I realized why, and it's in technically the last probably 20 minutes, and it just goes nuts. He just basically mows down everyone in that final 20-minute sequence, and it keeps going. It's one of the craziest action sequences ever. Full disclosure, I've seen all these movies within the last year and a half, I would say, rewatched them all, but it's been a while. So I didn't, I didn't watch these leading up to Last Blood like you did. When we discuss the rankings, which will be right after Last Blood, your discussion about all of this could end up changing my view. But we'll have to wait and see. I mean, I think Rambo 2, just First Blood Part 2, is top tier sly for me. I have to say also, was blown away that James Cameron co-wrote that script with Sly. I had no idea. Whenever I put it in... And I thought, you got to be kidding me. This is a film that apparently Cameron is fixated on sequels. He had Aliens, First Blood Part 2. Piranha 2. He's working on, yeah, he got T2. He's got all these Avatar movies coming out. He did Titanic 2. Oh, no, that was just <laughs> Titanic. That, that was a mock script, though, and never made it through. Yeah, there's, there's just a lot about Rambo overall. I want to cover now a brief history of the entire franchise, and it all starts with author David Morrell in 1972. He released First Blood. That came out 10 years before the film was released. Here's an interesting thing. Rambo, in the book, dies. Trotman puts him down at the very end of the book, and that's whenever Rambo is going on this rant about when we got back and we returned from Vietnam, we were disowned by our country and everyone hated us. And why is there really a need to go on? He created this personal war that you see in First Blood as a means to just kind of self-destruct. And Morrell had created Rambo and the Sheriff in the first film to represent two different cultures, one who went to war in Vietnam, the other who had not gone to Vietnam. And he was this man who had war experience, but it was just seen from a different light. And, and in First Blood, the film, the sheriff is kind of a bully. They're, and, all bull they're all really bad. Yeah. 
And they're they're all like as like instantaneously he sees Rambo, and he's immediately like, "Where are you going, son?" And he's like, oh, "Let me escort you out of town. You're not even going to eat in this town." Well, and also once he gets taken back to lockup, he's mistreated like crazy. And now, to be fair, John's not making it easy. No, he's literally disobeying everything or just basically shunning these people. And. The interesting thing, the film and the book followed very closely until the end of the first film. And that's where Sly really wanted to change it because he wanted Rambo to live, not necessarily to carry on with this franchise, but he wanted to give hope to veterans. And it's this light at the end of the tunnel saying, you know what? They had, they went through something really rough and maybe this is something that they're able to overcome and it may not be easy. They may go through greater hurdles than they ever expected. But this is my kind of pledge to the veterans that, hey, it will get better. That was what Sly did. Now, First Blood, part two comes out. And then that is more or less where Rambo becomes this action hero we all know and love. Morale, who created the character of John Rambo, and he wrote the books, once the films were released... With both Rambo First Blood Part 2 and then Rambo 3, he wrote those books separately in hopes to kind of course correct the franchise. And he kind of, in his opinion, righted the wrongs of where the films really got off track. And he went with this idea of Rambo is this man who is still dealing with all of this trauma from Vietnam. He's suffering from PTSD. And he's going through a lot of these same events that happen in the film, but he just accomplishes it in a very different way. And it's a lot more subtle. Now, here's the interesting thing. Morale did not write a book for Rambo, the fourth film, because he said that is the only film of the sequels that got it right. Wow. Yeah. I wanted to drop that bomb on you to see. I got to rewatch this movie. (laughs) Before we get into Last Blood... Morell tweeted out some of his thoughts on this. Do you have you heard any of what he's feeling by chance? Gonna be honest with you, I actually thought Morell had passed away. He's he's with us still. So he went and saw Last Blood and he took mm-hmm. the social media like Donald Trump. Yes. Here we go. Morell's thoughts on Last Blood. He started off with this tweet. I agree with these Rambo Last Blood reviews. The film is a mess. Embarrassed to have my name associated with it. Later, he added... Embarrassed. Yep. Oh, it gets better. Okay. He later added in a separate interview, I felt degraded and dehumanized after I left the theater. Instead of being soulful, this movie lacks one. I felt less of a human being for having seen it. And today, that's the unfortunate message. Bravo. This is a pretty bad movie. (laughs) I'm wondering if Morell, similar to Rambo, uh, the films two and three, if he'll rewrite Last Blood and basically give him an ending. I mean, who's reading these books? It's almost like, why Why are you spending time writing it? It doesn't matter. I don't know. It's Morell, I wonder if he's very similar to what you were saying, Sly, in a lot of his interviews. He's returning to Rocky and Rambo, these characters who he's attached himself to for 40 years. Will we get another Rambo? We'll get into that. (laughs) Let's not digress anymore and get into Rambo Last Blood. 
lived in a world of death. I've watched people I've loved die. Some fast with a bullet. Some not enough left to bury. I've kept my secrets. But the time has come to face my past. And if it comes looking for me, they will welcome death. How would you describe this film? Just imagine any cliche that you've ever seen in the last 20 years. It's taken on steroids. Someone close to Rambo is kidnapped and he has to go fight 1,000... Uh, members of a Mexican cartel. And that's it. And then it turns into Skyfall. I mean, I'm telling you, this movie, everything put together, this barely constitutes a movie. I don't like the plot. It's just razor thin. Razor thin. It's, I I praised this with the fanatic last time, (laughs) that at 80 minutes or whatever, it's amazing and it breezes by. This movie does the same thing, but it's, there's no context. And it drags at times. There's nothing to this. There's no meat. I'm just eating a little, I'm just eating bread. You've got crumbs from the rest of the franchise. Yeah, and somehow this movie does drag at 80 minutes, 85 minutes. There, yeah, there were, there were some moments in the first half or maybe two-thirds that I'm like, wow, this is very fascinating what they've decided to I do. I think there's a reason why it drags. We're going to get into it and we get into some, some good and bad. Quick movie rundown. Similar to a lot of these Rambo films, Sly is one of the co-writers. He he's co- written, he's co-written every single one of these movies. And this is no different. He has worked with Matthew Cyrulnik. And don't, you don't need to remember that name. We hopefully will never have to deal with this person again. He's worked mainly on TV shows. This uh, film, this is interesting. This This is an interesting note. It was directed by... Adrian Grunberg from Get the Gringo. A movie I like a lot. So what's interesting, too, is all of these movies Sly co-wrote, they all have a different director, mm-hmm. including him who did the fourth movie. Just like Star Wars. Yeah, it's kind of like what Mission <laughs> Impossible was, was somebody would just take over every single time. Oh, that's better. I feel like all of these films, well, for the most part, they star Sly and then a lot of others that you just haven't seen. Except for First Blood. That's got a lot of recognizable people. Yeah, and then First Blood Part 2 was the same way. And outside of that, it's like 3 and 4 are very much so like this film, and it follows in the footsteps. So we've got Sly, and we've got others who have been in a lot of random things, but I can't really pinpoint where they've been. The budget for this film, $50 million. I don't know how it's $50 million. Yeah, that I would say forty million is to like hair's slides hairpiece, <laughs> his fake teeth, um, probably steroids maybe to juice up a bit. This is a cheap looking movie. You well, I'll say it now before I forget. When you saw it before I did, and I asked, "What's your hot take?" and you made a comment about it looking like a VOD Rambo. I mean, this is. Something that I would have expected to be straight to VOD. I don't know. There's so many shots of them driving in cars, and it is so cheap looking. You know what looks better? The Fanatic. 
Yeah, it's. I think it's. This is like I think. I think just like a poorly made movie. <laughs> I think there are stretches of it that are fun, but the see anytime that has special effects, it's awful looking. Yeah, I didn't think it was just. I didn't think it was a good looking movie. I'm stu- I'm still stunned, especially when Sloan Sloan's going around saying, "I can't believe how well this turned out." <laughs> it makes me wonder. Was it that awful in the very beginning that he's like, "This is you know what? I'm just getting a paycheck. I don't care." Doesn't sound like it. Sounds like you. I can't imagine it took very long to shoot. Man, this is just—it's so so bonkers. But fifty million to make, raked in just a little over nineteen million an opening weekend, which is a little more than the fourth Rambo. And it almost got second place at the box office. It poor, poor Brad Pitt. Very close. Yeah, as you also said, this film is like it could have been directed by robots. Yeah, they basically just had automated cameras just go and shoot. (laughs) (laughs) This film right now is not doing so great with critics. Let's now turn to the Rotten Tomatoes game where, Drew, you guessed, critics would give it a 63 consensus. Mm -hmm. I said 55%. It landed with 28. Now, the audience is kind of loving this. It's sitting at 85. My, My audience, they lost their minds for this. There was clapping. Hooting and hollering. <laughs> Anytime there was a death, people were like, seriously, you would have thought they were at a sports game. <laughs> well, now, when we saw Creed 2, there was one lady sitting to my left, and she was cheering on. Cheering. Creed. She was throwing punches as if she were in the ring. And this happened with you and your viewing, right? That once in there, someone or a few people close to you who were doing that? Yeah, they loved it. That's so that's so crazy. I I got a relatively muted audience. They didn't say a lot. It was Thursday night. So anytime you go on a Thursday night, the first showing, people are wanting to see that. Yeah. That's a crowd that has been waiting. And it wasn't a, they weren't annoying. They were having fun with it. And it made it a little more entertaining for me. I didn't have fun with it just cuz I think it's a bad movie, but there are moments where I I can see um how somebody got wrapped up in it. And it's when he kills a bunch of Mexicans. It's whenever he pulls a adult, an adult home alone. Is it deserving of this critical score? 28%. Yeah, it's crap. <laughs> it's a poopy movie and I'm a completist, so I got to go buy this when it comes out. That's like me and the Die Hard franchise because I got that all on Blu-ray. And whenever they released the final film, which was Poo Poo as well. Like, well, I got to get it on blue. That one's poo-poo, but it's not as poo-poo as Live Free or Die Hard. I still think that's the worst. That one's awful. I need to go. Honestly, toward the end of that, I just started to space out a bit. It's weird. I kind of like the fifth one, the fifth Die Hard. That's with Jai Courtney, right? Yeah. And that's what's that one called? A Good Day to Die Hard. Yeah, I kind of like that one. I know it's not good, but I kind of, something about it. I. Remember. That's also a movie that they just wrote a screenplay and they were like, you know what would be cool? Let's turn this character into John McClane. And that very much feels like this movie where this could have been any movie and they decided, no, let's make the main character John Rambo. They just plucked Because it John doesn't Rambo. feel like a Rambo movie to me. Yeah, no, not at all. This is the least Rambo-feeling movie of all. And I've got – there are a lot of questions I have in terms of what were they thinking and it was answered by – some of the interviews that you saw with Sly. Before we get to that, though, we have four reviews written about Last Blood. 
And of those four, we had to pick which best describes the movie in, a, in our opinion. These are all reviews, actual reviews that we found on Rotten Tomatoes. Number one, the only positive thing I can say is that the title promises this will be the last Rambo movie, and that, at the very least, is a good thing. Tori Preston wrote that. Sadly, true. Maybe true. Yeah. Uh, the second one, it's a loud, tasteless, and bloody good time that never feels like it's as good as it could be, but somehow manages to be just as fun as it should be. Matthew Lucas from the front row, positive review. <laughs> uh, number three, a lone fighter seeking revenge. There isn't exactly anything new in the plot. What's new is that for the first time in the history of the Rambo franchise, someone has tried to humanize the character. Devish Sharma? This person has clearly never seen a Rambo no, movie. This is the first Rambo movie they've walked into. Or at least not seen the first one because that's all the first one is, is humanizing mm-hmm. this Vietnam veteran. This person's – that person's stupid. They just – I I'm think – I'm going on record as to say Devish Sharma from <laughs> Filmfare. You are an idiot. Poor, poor Devish, little BS. I don't know what your name is. And then we got this gem. <laughs> Rambo was always a product of Republican policy, and his sore loser crybaby murder fantasy Cook. is a daringly accurate reflection of the state of the Republican Party circa 2019. Good grief. Scout to FOIA, consequence of sound. Uh, Scout, you really laid it thick there. <laughs> Again, another one that – do we have to drag politics into literally everything? I know this movie is a little – well, not a little. It is tone deaf. <laughs> In its nature, and this is probably the worst time to be releasing a movie where somebody has to go kill a bunch of Mexican people. Yeah, not Seems good. inappropriate. I get that. I just don't think that was the intention. Yeah. Maybe it was. I don't know. Well, at the but here's the thing, though. This film technically was in the works 10 years ago, and they were working on this idea. So it's not something that just has come about in the last few years. It's it's taken time to make it from page to screen. It it is tone deaf, right? This movie. Oh well, this movie, yeah, because it's like man, this is this is coming out at a really inappropriate time. I don't know. Like there, there. I read one review too that was talking about it being the last of the '80s films left alive, and I don't, it doesn't even feel '80s to me. No, it feels dated though. It feels very. It feels dated, dated in how it's made and just the the subject matter. I think I would I the one that resonates with me is Last Rambo. It's truly a good thing that this is probably it. Yeah, but I really wish that they ended right after the fourth Rambo. And because that had the perfect ending. He walks into the ranch and then that's it. Well, he was talking either on I believe it was GMA and he explained um when he had done Rambo, John Rambo. That was the ending that he wanted, and it was great. And then a decade, I don't know if you watched it. He said like a decade later, he was just laying there. I think he said he was in bed or something, and it just dawned on him. What happens after? What is? Who is in that house? And he realized there's a whole world of opportunity on what happens next, which I think is really smart and a really good idea. Problem is they don't do, they do absolutely nothing yeah. with that promising idea. It's I mean, because everything is so rushed. We don't. Get, they do take time to, for us to get to know this girl that's taken by this cartel and sold into human sex trafficking. 
But it's like, I don't care. Yeah, that's the problem with this film. There's so much of it that I just, I'm like, okay, well, whatever. It's it's grim, it's disgusting, but I don't care. And honestly, I was thinking toward the beginning, like, all right, let's just cut to the chase. We know it's coming. Let's just fast forward to that. And that's it. That's all this movie is, is basically a countdown to when we do the the R-rated Home Alone. This film feels like a very rushed version of Man on Fire because it takes place in Mexico. That film, Man on Fire, is all in Mexico, but here it's part of it. And I just, I was left with a lot of questions like, how does Rambo exactly know this girl? It's, she's described as his niece. Was it his sister? Well, Mrs. no, they were. I didn't see this movie doesn't clarify this at all, which is the interview actually helped at least make this a little better. He explains the idea of going home. What is home? Who who lives there now? The idea is his family is dead and the caretakers are still living in the house. So he comes and basically integrates into the family and they become his family. Okay. So they're not they're his not literally family. blood connected. And see, that's the film I would have loved to have seen. I would yeah, have loved least, Yeah. Like just there's no need to like get into this, you know, booby trap film where it's just him pulling a Macaulay Culkin at 72, 73 years old. But I love the shot. I love the shots of him peeping. He would like pop out like a gopher or something, <laughs> fire a shot off, go back into the tunnels, and there's shots of him running down the tunnels. And he looked like he literally looked like Kevin McAllister. And he just loved that. You know that Sly was eating that up the entire time. He's like, this is what I've been living toward. They thought it was super clever. Yeah, I, I shouldn't have to watch a Sly interview to try to figure out what this movie is. And <laughs> the, that's a huge gripe. It just yeah. it, 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 it just moves along too fast. I agree with you about the review, number one, the promise that this would be the last one. Kind of a bum that this would be the last film, though, because I feel like there's a lot of potential I just wish that they turned it into an actual Rambo film instead of a generic film, insert Rambo. Because there's not a lot of action. It builds up towards a maybe 10-minute action piece. I think one thing that really, really made me mad is they don't even have the balls to end this with him dying or not. Yeah, I like the idea that he sits down in the chair and he's rocking. And I kind of wish the final shot is uh, maybe on the – we're like on the ground and we see the rocking chair moving – and then it stops. Yep. And we don't know if he lives or dies. But they don't give us that courtesy. They have to show him getting on a horse and riding away. Yep. Finish it. <laughs> don't leave the door open for another movie. I like the idea that you could interpret that he lived or died, but there's no question we're probably not going to do another one. If they left that out of him getting on the horse, during the, it's right at the beginning of the credits, and it's a montage of him, and one of the last scenes that we see in this kind of haze, him riding off into the sunset. It's, it's it, stupid. It's it ruins a, that part. That's a slap in the face. Did you notice, too? So we get a montage of all the films. We don't really get much of John Rambo. They show, like, maybe two things. Yeah. Very odd. I There's thought, a lot of Rambo, mm-hmm. and then we do get two and three, but John Rambo is kind of neglected. Yeah, that fourth film was just very much so shunned, which is interesting. I'm, I'm intrigued to watch that again now. I, I would I would say definitely rewatch it. It's for sure better than three. I like um, three. Three is stupid, but it's fun. I, have, I own John Rambo twice. It's in the box set, and I, I just have the Blu-ray that I picked up. I may have to buy that from you. I'll sell it to you for $37. 
Nope. <laughs> Won't take him. Can I say what I really hate the most about this movie? Yeah. There is no villain. There are villains, but I couldn't tell you their names. And when Vic gets to the showdown where he fights the quote-unquote main villain, he kills him within 10 seconds, and it ends. There is no yeah. villain in this movie other than Mexicans. It's the Yeah, it's the generic Mexican cartel. That's and they're all. all disgusting people, and I understand that that's what they're going for, but there's nothing. It's hard for me. Ugh. Well, even his niece, Gabriela, she... Her friend in this, who she goes to Mexico to confront her and find out where her father is, she meets up with her friend who Rambo earlier in this film is like, I don't want you meeting up with her. She's a despicable human being. And she goes anyways, and then it's basically her friend who screws her over. Even her friend is awful. Now, from the get I guess this was my question, is this girl wants to go to Mexico to find her father who abandoned them, I don't know, a decade prior. So she has her friend in Mexico, like kind of track him down, and that's what brings her to Mexico. Did, what from the get go was the friend setting her up to put her in the sex trafficking, or did it, it went south? I think it just happened at the club. I, yeah, I think it just happened there at the club because okay. I don't think she was intending for that to happen, but she just left her there. The, I feel like they really hint that from the get go she was luring her in to do this because she's weird from the beginning. Yeah. It's setting the stage that, or especially she says something about like getting a drink as soon as they, as soon as Gabriella gets there. And then she also is fidgeting and she's like, you said, acting weird. At the moment she arrives in Mexico and meets her friend, the girl is off. Yeah. I don't know if that's an intentional thing that they wanted it to seem like she was planning on selling her friend, but she definitely does. She sells her more or less but we never see that she profited from that per se but no but did you like when rambo threatened to kill her yes (laughs) any we got a lot of people clapping with that part any anytime rambo goes into rambo mode and actually speaking of that i think that was one of the few times people really got into it as well where he threatens her and then people were like oh this is great it's great because you don't i feel like a lot of times Rambo's so quiet, so when he actually is pushed to the edge where he's threatening people and dropping F-bombs, it's fun. It's just, it's fantastic to see Sly in the moment. The worst thing about this, I think, is that it's just so generic. And that's, that's the very unfortunate thing of all of these films. It's the most generic. As you said... This does not it's, seem like a Rambo film. It's cheap. It looks cheap. Well, and that's the other thing. There, like the driving shots, there's one shot, and it's the first driving shot. And out of the window, I thought, what? This looks like this is not good. This is not a quality, it's quality weird. shot. I, it was sad. You know, I like Get the Gringo, so I know this filmmaker can do something better than this. It just it's cheap, it's sloppy. It seems rushed. It seems like they probably wrote this and directed it and shot it within, I don't know. It seems like they did it all in six months. It's awful. Yeah, I. but then again, Sly, for several scripts, he's been notorious for just banging them out and note just like a matter of like half a day or less. So I wonder if that's what happened here. <laughs> Good gosh. That's... Maybe he timed yeah, himself and he's like 30 minutes. He goes... He goes he goes, he's like, Sylvester, 
I'm going to give you 30 minutes. And you just hear him typing away. But he ran out of time. And so he just, I think the last 10 minutes is just written as bloody home alone. That's all it says in the script. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> is all there it is, is cut, he's cutting heads off. I mean, I, there's more people being, I like that at one point he cuts a dude's heads off. <laughs> he cuts a dude's head off. And then we see him driving down the highway in his truck and he's holding the head out the window. And he just, you know how far he had to go to get to that main road? That's, he held on to that head for like six miles. Well, there's no blood left in the head after that. So there's no way it would have splattered once he dropped it on the road. When I, whenever it turns into, as you said, saw, that's like the best thing about yeah, this. It's a good, but again, that's only like 10 minutes. Yeah. It's short, when very short. When he starts killing people, it is fun. I think. Did you like Sly in this? Uh, did you think he was good? I don't. I don't know if I thought he was good. I don't think he's bad. I just feel like he's kind of blah. Yeah, I just I think that there for him it just was very everything about it just was like I've said it a million times now, but generic. Just it's hard to be good when your script is so bad. Like this is the most cliche thing you'll ever see. I just. And every uh, all it. his freaking, he's got all these speeches about all the people close to him are dead and blah blah blah. Good grief! It's sad whenever it's turned to this, and you're just like, all right, we just need to. We feel like Trotman, Colonel Trotman. We just want to put this franchise down after this. Do you think it'll be better on the second watch? Because I, no. just, whoa, I weirdly thought this was going to be really good. I don't know what I was. I don't know if I was like accidentally on something. <laughs> I I mean I had hoped as well. What and I hopes? What do you have an MVP with this, or is it just the credits? My answer for the last question, the best thing, this MVP and the YouTube moment all go to one thing, and it's the final crazy action sequence. The montage of him doing that, just or of actually, him, it, not it the montage, happening. but him going through that and doing it from start to finish. Montage is corny too. Not the montage, but it actually going down. Yeah, from I mean, basically that's really the only good thing because there's no other action in this basically. Yeah, or him driving down the highway with the head because that's just so stupid. Yeah, I mean the it's the Arizona Home Alone fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! He like goes back home to the Arizona house. And then the woman that still lives there, he's like, you got to go. She kicks her out. kicks her out for no reason. Hasn't even started the war yet. Didn't even need to do it because they weren't even going to go find him. And he goes back to Mexico and kills one of the brothers and starts this whole thing. I just, uh, I feel like there's a better way to get them to Arizona. Yeah. And then he like busts through like this little, (laughs) this little like razor wire fence to get back into the U.S. from Mexico. I'm like. Dude, does nobody else know about this entrance into the U.S.? Earlier, didn't we also see this giant wall, too, or uh, the larger? Yeah, they do show a wall at one point. That's when I was like, oh, great. Yeah, and I mean, with that being the case, I when he rammed through that little wire fence, I just... I was like, where are they? I can't even figure out where they're at. And he decided to go off-roading with his dead niece. (laughs) And his he's like, hold on. I'm tired. I'm tired <laughs> of just, I'm tired like John Rambo. And it's hard to, I don't know what I could say the best thing is other than that fight. The the 10-minute wild fight. Would that be Would that be your MVP and YouTube moment too? Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. There's not, there's not a lot good in this movie. That's the un- score sucks. 
And that's such a bummer because I know the other films, the original score, which you heard at the beginning of this podcast leading into it, I, I like it. And it sounds a lot like the Rocky theme. Yeah, and, and Jerry Goldsmith worked on at least some of those, and he's incredible. I just... But in this film, Last Blood, it just it glazes over so much of that. I would say overall for Last Blood, just stay at home and you can end up watching the final fight. And then that's what you want to watch for this film. That's the takeaway, basically. I mean, I think if you're going to watch all of them, you have to finish with this. This is like a bad epilogue is kind of what it is. Yes. It's it, not necessary, but it also continues the story if you really wanted to know. And the epilogue, I'm telling you, this entire story could be summed up in probably two pages of book. It would be a short film at best. And it's just that final fight. <laughs> I just want to explore more of Rambo on the ranch. I like yes. that idea. And we didn't – it's him and a horse and it's him just like – Watch. I don't know. I I like the sadness that Rocky is of him, like kind of just shuffling his feet in his own house alone, and we get kind of some of that with Rambo, but it just sucks. I will say the greatest thing though about this film, there is something. There's a blessing. We did not hear Old Town Road in this movie. But that okay. Thank goodness. Don't you think this would have been better if if we introduced almost like the new character, like what they do with Creed, and that's how he gets back involved in the game? You know, rather I, than him seeking it out, it's someone coming to him for help. I seriously thought it would be going that way. I kept waiting for that to be a twist, and he would be approached by someone, and he would then become Colonel Trotman. I was waiting for that moment, and it never came. Like maybe he goes, maybe his quote-unquote, niece goes to Mexico with a friend, and the friend's the one that ends up having something bad. So she, you know, his niece returns and is like, I need your help. We have we have to do something. This is my responsibility. I brought her there. And that's what drags him back in here. Because everything else is really cliche, and I know what I said is probably cliche too, but this, it would have been better than this. There's just a lot of opportunities, I think, that they could have gone with Rambo. And... In my mind, I think the franchise will be over after four. I wish you I wish you would have liked this movie. I wish we both liked this movie. I wish that we loved it. Because you and I tend to agree, and I actually wanted I was really hoping that you didn't like this. I or that you did like it. I I mean there there are moments where I think that it's what I expected. Yeah. It's just and very few and far between. Let's let's do a final grade and let's rank. Okay. Because I think my rankings might shock you. My final grade for this is a D. Jeez. Uh, Yeah, I'll I'll say say D plus. Because I actually have hope that I can rewatch this. I won't maybe love it, but I think I might like it. Now, here's the thing. While watching this film, it sounds like we're both totally trashing this. I did not hate it while watching the movie. It was one of those that it's a... After thinking about it, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And the more, It's disappointing that we really wanted this to be good and we were looking forward to it and it's just not. It's not a yeah. good movie. I'm sorry. I think, like you said, if you're watching the, all of them, then you, you will watch this by nature. But it's... I mean, literally last week I said Stop or My Mom Will Shoot wasn't that bad because I love Sly. This is, a, <laughs> this is an actual thing. I love Sly and I, I find stuff in that movie that I really like. Yeah, I mean, there there are bits in Last Blood that I was okay with while watching it. Uh, but after the fact, thinking about it more, 
that's whenever I really start to evaluate uh, what I've seen. And it's just gone down. It is, it's the best definition of you go in, you watch it, that's it. It's a one and done for me. All right, let's rank. Let's do it. I'm going to start at the bottom, and I honestly will put Rambo at number five. Oh, what? A bu- below <laughs> Last Blood? <laughs> I'm being serious. How? I just what? don't remember liking that one at all. Oh, that so is, I'll, re- I'll rewatch an update, but at the moment, after I w- walked out Good of Last Blood, that's... Good <laughs> I do not... Ah! <laughs> And then I have Last Blood at number four. Wow. Number three, I have Rambo three. I have Rambo, First Blood. Sorry, just First Blood at number two, and then First Blood Part two. Can we make these titles any harder? Uh, First Blood Part two is my favorite. What? So what is it about First Blood Part two that you like? I just the most? like that everything's amplified. Yeah, it's on steroids. It's kind of like Rocky two, where Rocky and and, and First Blood are both very uh, like small drama stories. And then in the second one, we have a lot of fun. I mean, that's that's definitely where after the the weight of First Blood, once you're through that and you're done, you're ready to move on with something that's definitely a little more lighthearted, but it ramps up the action for sure. It does a typical James Cameron with Sly Stallone at the script. It's, it's nuts. I, I love it. I don't think I've ever heard Cameron talk about this. I would love to... Just sit him down and ask him what his thoughts are about First Blood Part Two. Because they didn't sit down together, they didn't write together. And I, so, I mean, Stallone didn't do that with any of these movies, as far as I can tell. And I also really want to know what his thoughts were about that with Cameron. Like, I want to know Sly's opinion and then Cameron's opinion. My rankings has to be Last Blood. Then it goes Rambo Three. Think I'm going in third place. Don't do it. First Blood Part Two. Yeah. And then Rambo, and then First Blood. First now, Blood's still number one. I think, honestly, I think Ra- First Blood and then Rambo, those two films are bookends where it completes his character. He and Rambo, he's more like the character and First Blood. But I do like First Blood Part Two. And Rambo Three is, it's just really goofy at times. But if you're in the mood for that, it can be a lot of fun. And it's kind of like, honestly, with The Last Blood, if you're, I guess, in the mood for it, this, it could work. It could be okay. And I was in the mood for it, especially after binging all of these. But if you take that out of context and out of place, Last Blood say, eh, maybe we just forget about it. It's, I think the appropriate term is an epilogue. It's a poopy epilogue, but that's how you look at it. Let's move on to box office prediction results from this last Mm. weekend. (laughs) Crisp $50 bill on the line. 50 bucks. And I have to say, I was nowhere close. This is how the box office ended up. Number five, Hustlers. That made 17 million. It Chapter 2, 17.245. And It Chapter 2, I have to say, at this pace, you're going to win the box office summer movie fantasy draft. I didn't think that was possible. Because It Chapter 2 is not connected with audiences. Well, there's a lot of reasons why. Well, it, I, I should say that it has, just not to the degree of the first film. 
Then at number three, Rambo Last Blood, 19 million, just a little bit over that. Then add Astra at 19.2 million. So just think between two and five, that's $2 million. It's nuts. That's that's not much. It's It was a close race. But then we've got, in first place, Downton Abbey at $31 million. I don't get it. I don't understand that. I haven't watched the show. You haven't watched the show. We'll never see that movie. So if you're listening and you have seen both, let us know what we're missing and what we will miss. I mean, you can let him know. I don't really care. I'm not going to watch it. What we're trying to say, though, is you did not get any picks right. None. I did not get any picks right, (laughs) which I didn't even think was freaking possible. So we still have $50 up for grabs, and we're going to have to do this again. We are forced to do round two. It's hard, though, because it's not often that three movies are coming out that can compete for number one. We'll have to figure out a new game to see who walks away with this crisp $50 bill. That will be TBA. This $50 buck. That may have to be for the free-for-all movie fantasy draft. That's true, because that's we've got our first movie coming up soon in a couple weeks with Todd Phillips' Joker. I have been watching a lot of interviews with Joaquin, and he, he's he been asked, so what did you do to prepare for this? He's like, honestly, not a lot. <laughs> he, he said, he's like, he said I didn't eat for three weeks. He's like, a lot of people think that you have to go to this dark place. He's like, that one's in the case for me. But it was interesting. He said that Todd Phillips gave him a journal, and he's like, write in this and find out who Joker is. And he had that journal, and that makes an appearance in the movie where he's writing down quotes. It is funny, too, that it seems like him and Phillips had very different opinions on who um, this character was because Joaquin wanted him to be very fat. Or not, like He wanted to be chunky, fat, yeah. and Phillips was like, no, he's this gaunt man. What do you so think? So their ideas are very different. What, what do you think about Joaquin losing so much weight and looking like a skeleton in this? I feel like he looks like that a lot. Really? Yeah, I mean, I never think of him as like this – sliced alone beefcake well no but he's typically he has a little a larger human body yeah I think. but he's he's got some meat whereas opposed to in joker it looks like he's looking very what his diet consists of cigarettes <laughs> and paint well this episode is coming to a conclusion our next episode is going to be october pickums i can't believe that we're already to october but i've got a lot And, you know, there's a Stephen King movie that is coming out in October. Can't wait. We should cover that instead of Joker. Honestly, I would not be opposed. Because I'm already hearing some really good things about it. Two words in addition to that. What? Patrick Wilson. He's in the movie? Yep. We got to do it. Yeah. Your boy, Patrick Wilson. You want to make some bets right now? Just one bet. What's that? In the movie, will Patrick Wilson have his shirt off? Oh. Random question, but we're already talking about Sly's bod. Wilson stays in shape. I'm going to say no. And I don't know anything about this. I don't even know who he plays in the movie. I'll say yes just to make it different. Okay. And is that where the 50s going next? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not risking it on something stupid like that. October picks. I have like six CDs. CDs. There's like six albums coming out next month. There's a lot. There, there's actually, this is a moment where I'm very excited, similar to 
I thought I was excited or would be more excited for September. And so far, it's kind of poo-poo. Well, there's still, I mean, I haven't seen Ad Astra yet. So I'll get that. That's um, a good point. Which, honestly, at this point, I don't know if I'll see in theaters. Not on IMAX? I want to. But our IMAX kind of blows in that it <laughs> takes movies away within a week. Yeah, I I keep hearing that Ad Astra has to be appreciated and its true form on the big big screen. Well, I made a deal with director James Gray and I said I'm going to watch it on my iPhone. Just the way that Gray Just the and- way that Gray created it to be. <laughs> and the way that Quentin Tarantino says you should only view films. You have uh, so I don't know what if it's because of the time of year. I've been itching to watch A Star is Born Again. I've been itching to watch horror films. Well, yeah, I've, I'm, I'm locked and loaded, ready to go for October. I'm, I'm getting my Shutter account at the end of September. Yeah, I was going to ask you. I guess I could ask you outside of the show, but I'm going <laughs> to do it right now. When does Creep Show start? The 26th. So okay, it, this week. This week. Because I went on there to get my account going again. And it wasn't even on there, and I thought it had already started, but I'm ready to go. One episode, and it's short. There are, I think, two or three stories in the first episode. I've heard good things, that it is off to an interesting start where Greg Nicotero, who's the showrunner, appreciates what King and Romero did with the film's creep show, where it gives ode to that. It's be horror fun. I've heard that thrown around a lot. For the month of October, my goal is to watch a horror movie every night, I every day. Do you think Three from Hell, the new Rob Zombie film, will be on your list? Uh, I would actually really like to see that, yeah. Did you say you – but you haven't seen House of a Thousand nope. Corpses or Devil's well, Rejects? No. Nope. And I, I wish that we had in town a viewing that had all three of those films because I would have marathoned those. I would have went to the theater to see those. I mean, I got to watch Zombies Halloween 2, and that's probably it, other than Three from Hell. And also, I think we also have to say R.I.P. Sid. Rest in peace, Sid. Now, have you seen House of a Thousand Corpse and Devil's Rejects? I'm happy to report that I've seen every Rob Zombie film in theaters, minus Lords of Salem, which was on VOD, and then um, 31, which was on VOD as well. And every every single time that I've gone, I've hated it. And I've said, (laughs) I'm never going to do this again. Because there's only one movie of his that I think is a freaking masterpiece. H2, baby. And that's Halloween 2. And he, he, I was reading something recently and he said making those movies was pure hell. Oh, yeah, well... He, like, hated it. I, I listened to him on the Joe Rogan experience recently. He talked that there was a lot of meddling in the Halloween films... And he also had a lot of really interesting things to say about filmmaking. You can't write dialogue. What if Sly and Zombie <laughs> teamed up? Uh, for a horror film? For the remake that Sly really wants to happen. And that's the remake. Or actually, I, I've said remake earlier. Oh, I know what you're going to say. What is it? The one with Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah. Let me guess. The welcoming committee. It's either that or a surprise party. Nope. I, I, did, I did say that he brought that up. In that same interview, but it's an 80s film, no joke. That he wants to do a sequel to. Sequel, yep. And he is the star. He's the the lead character, of course. He wrote this film in a record time. I can't remember how long it took him, but it was like I mean, I'm praying that it's over the top. Nope. Okay. But he's been asked to do that. Cliffhanger 2 was uh, 90, or Cliffhanger was 90s. What, What is it? 
Cobra. Oh, that would be awesome. He's talked about doing a sequel to Cobra. Cobra, that one would be awesome. And Because he's fighting like a freaking cult in the first one. I love it. And as I mentioned to you off the pod, that Stallone asked Kurt, he's like, let's do Tango and Cash 2. And Russell's like, yeah, we're past our prime slime. I don't think they are. I think that would be a lot of fun. Now, I think Russell, it sounds like, according to Sly in that interview, Russell would be up if it were done in the right way, like maybe a comedy or something like that. Well, that's what the first one is. But more of like a straight up comedy. You know what I want? Demolition Man 2. I would be down for Tango and Cash 2. If you could have, you could only get one sequel to one of Sly's movies. Cobra is actually a pretty good idea. Uh, Cobra, Cobra would be fun. I remember that movie was like cheesy 80s fun from what I can remember. I would say, um, stop or my mom will shoot. <laughs> Cliffhanger would be fun, but he can't, he can't mountain climb anymore. Speaking of, on iTunes, a lot of his movies are $5 and I've just been <laughs> racking up, <laughs> racking up a lot of debt. Cause I'm like, oh, I need this one too. What would your fiance say if... For a wedding gift, you got the entire collection of Sly Stallone for her. I'm off to a good start because I've been doing this for a while. But if you got all brand new discs just for her. She would think I was an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't appreciate Sly Stallone. (laughs) Actually, she really does like Sly. If if you got as ripped as... I'm close, baby. You're... (coughs) And by, by wedding day, you'll end up looking like... Rambo 3 and Rocky 3 4. Yeah. You're on the right track. Body fat, baby. You're on the right track. Meanwhile, I'm looking like Clubber Lang. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. <laughs> no, yeah, that's not bad. I thought you were going to say Polly. Oh, uh, yeah, that would be more. That would be bad. I don't get married because of you. Well, film fans, thanks for joining us. Don't forget that you can rate and subscribe so that you know when a new episode drops directly into your podcast player. You can also follow us on Twitter at Quality Check Pod, Instagram at Quality Check Podcast, or shoot us those emails about which bod of slides you like most to QualityCheckPodcast at gmail.com. Quality Check is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA.